What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to I'm the Y.I. Network, where we interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them, why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Aaron Rosekai. Now, Zooks was founded in 2014 with a mission to make transportation in dense urban areas safer, more equitable, and more sustainable. Now, Aaron is an engineer and currently a manager on their firmware team, which plays an integral role in the development of Zooks' autonomous vehicle. So Aaron has a lot to share with us here today. So Aaron, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, Aaron, how are we feeling today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Man, Aaron, I am chilling as usual. I am chilling as usual. And I think that a lot of people are real, real, real excited to hear exactly what you do. Because, I mean, Aaron, it's it's very rare that we get to talk to people who design the future, who, who have a dream and really make it happen. So, Aaron, I'm just going to go ahead and ask the question that everybody has been waiting for. Drum roll, please. And that is... Why? Why did you become an engineer? Oh, wow. What a good question. Uh, it's a fun one. I recently went through a change and I, I became a manager. Mm. Uh, and admittedly, I didn't even know what becoming a manager was when I said yes. Mm. Uh, I, I was watching, I was working with some, some team members and they said, you know, looking back over the last six months, we've been really busy. We've been doing important stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that this is what's important to the company. How do we how do we make sure that the work that we're doing lines up with with moving the needle and helping the team actually helping the company succeed? And I was like, oh, that's funny. And and I talked to my boss about it, and he says, you know, Aaron, saying no is one of the saying no to projects mm-hmm. is one of the responsibilities of a manager. You want to give that a shot? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, why not? Let's try that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that being a manager is a lot more than just saying no to projects. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to do, right? You've got to help with uh, all the people on your team. Sometimes you're a coach helping them become better engineers, mm-hmm. helping them with their career. Sometimes it's putting them on the spot and you know applying a little pressure to the team so they all come together and work really hard. Mm. And, and sometimes it is that it's not actually saying no. What we're doing here is we're prioritizing some work over other stuff. One of the mm-hmm. cool things about Zooks is that everybody is super duper all united and driven to get this mission to get like this vision of what the future is going to be and mm-hmm. so every team wants to make that happen and every team is critical to making that happen mm-hmm. and so you don't really ever want to say no to that team where what we do is if anything there's just debates about what is the right order of operations to get us there everyone wants to get there what's the fastest most efficient way that we can do it mm-hmm. and so as a manager i don't actually get to say no i just i help to uh, facilitate these conversations about how are we going to be successful as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Aaron, and you know what? Go for it. Yeah. Aaron, 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 I absolutely love that answer right there. But Aaron, here's what I need from you. I want you right now. You're, you're at the top of the totem pole. You're a manager. 
you, you're seasoned, you're a veteran. Take me back to when you were at the bottom of the totem pole, day one. What was the process like for you that got you here today? Yeah, so I think there was, there was one really important habit that I had, which mm-hmm. was as an engineer, I like learning about problems, especially like learning about other people's problems mm-hmm. and just talking to other people at the company and saying, what do you do? Is that interesting? Like, do you have fun with that? Mm-hmm. And then as the conversation goes on, I say, so what's really hard about what you're doing? They mm-hmm. tell me that's cool. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. And then I, I put into the conversation, how can I help with that? Can mm-hmm. I help with that? Mm-hmm. Could I do this to help with that? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that offering to help, that offering to connect, mm-hmm. that offering to collaborate mm-hmm. is what really pushed me to participate in so many different areas of the company mm-hmm. and really helped me to meet more people and, and know that I'm, I'm applying myself and making a difference uh, in the ways that are going to help us be really productive. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was one habit that mm-hmm. like, can I help habit? Uh, and the other one was all about like that other habit was all about really diving into the problems mm-hmm. and just trying to solve every little piece of it. Mm-hmm. So even though, you know, when you start out in your career, generally you're going to start on some of the smaller things, mm-hmm. but that's still fine. If you do a great job on that first project, that next project is going to be bigger. The mm-hmm. next project is going to be bigger after that. And so as long as you are continuing to show that you are overqualified for the project they just gave you, even Mm -hmm. if you don't feel that way when the project starts, Mm -hmm. uh, if you demonstrate that I got this and then you deliver, Mm -hmm. the next thing you get is always going to be a little bit bigger and a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And Aaron, I absolutely love that answer right there. Again, Aaron, I got to ask you now, what's an average day like for you today? Ooh, an average day. So I'll, I'll be honest, the average day for a manager is basically lots of meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've Now, in our Zoom life these days, mm-hmm. most people are sitting in front of a screen and doing a lot of Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. But where it gets interesting is the content of those meetings. So that that's pretty diverse content. It mm-hmm. And it depends a lot on sort of where we are in a project. So mm-hmm. some days we'll start with an hour or two of really close review of the latest issues and problems and bugs that we found. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll be design reviews of either fixing those issues or new stuff that we're working on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And sometimes as a manager, I get involved in what I sort of qualify as strategic stuff, which is like, what is firm we're going to do for the next three to six months? Uh, What does this person's career look like? And how do we, how do we give them projects to move on that? Mm -hmm. How do we, how do we get what the, the company needs, even if people aren't asking for it, like mm-hmm. looking for those problems and how do we solve that? So mm-hmm. the, the range is pretty diverse. And I, I, I really like that some of it's super tactical, like what is today's problem? And some of it is a little more longer vision too. Mm-hmm. So it's been a good balance. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Aaron, what do you mm-hmm. enjoy the most about what you do? Ooh. All right. So my favorite thing about my job for sure is when I get to play with the robots. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of getting my, get my hands on the hardware and mm. really sort of interacting with the stuff that we're building. Even though I'm technically on the software team, mm-hmm. I, I love sort of that, like get your hands dirty attitude of mm-hmm. work with the stuff directly. And when I say play with the robots, in my mind, I'm not just like 
filling around. I'm trying to tease out little bugs and little performance issues mm -hmm. and thinking, what do I know about how this robot works? And can I, can I find problems? And so I'm, I'm sort of very creatively trying to come up with clever tests to find problems with it. And so mm -hmm. when I do, that's fun. And so like when I do find those issues, that's, that's a fun part. So playing with the robots is definitely a highlight. Mm -hmm. I also really like, uh, I've been going in to the office from time to time. Mm -hmm. I know we're supposed to be on lockdown, but sometimes I get to go in mm -hmm. and I did this every day before, before work from home. Mm -hmm. And I would do what I think of the robot check-in. Mm -hmm. And I would go to where all the robots are being repaired or worked on or getting staged for their tests of the day. Mm -hmm. And I just hang out with the folks that are working on the robots and say, so what's broken today? Mm -hmm. And it's probably not much of a surprise, but these are really complicated systems mm -hmm. and they don't work perfectly all the time. Mm -hmm. So you can basically count on something always being at least a little bit broken. Mm -hmm. And, but the variety of things that break is really interesting. And I get to learn a lot about how the robot works and how people are using it and way outside my own expertise. And so that's one of the highlights for me is getting to learn that broad range of stuff going on, both within the robot and actually across the company, just by saying, hey, what's wrong with the robots today? Mm, mm, mm. And I love it. I love it. I love it. However, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least? Oh, I think there's no specific thing in the day to day that I enjoy the least. I think, I think in this transition to becoming a manager, there's something that I really specifically miss that I, that I got to do a lot as an engineer. Mm -hmm. And that's when you're an engineer and you're working really hard on some code, you get mm -hmm. into that state of flow and like four, six, eight hours can go really fast mm -hmm. and you're really challenged by your technical work. And it's a really engaging process. Mm. As a manager, I don't really get to commit eight hours to a single thing like that anymore. And mm. so I do miss that, that opportunity to get into the flow. Mm -hmm. And I also miss that opportunity to really be in the thick of the problem solving. Mm -hmm. I still get to participate a little bit, but I'm not the lead or I'm not as, as engaged or on the critical path with some of these really high priority things that we're fixing. Mm -hmm. So some of that, like the really fun stuff of being an engineer I don't really get to participate with as much. Mm, mm, mm. And I love it. I love that answer right there. I love that answer right there. Now, Aaron, this next question right here is my absolute favorite. And that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Ooh, yeah. I, you know, I've listened to a few of your podcasts and mm. I've, I got to say, I don't have a lot to add over your other guests. I mean, we've really nailed it here. And I think for this, for, for engineering in particular, mm -hmm. I think the answer is it depends, mm -hmm. right? Your, your grades in some classes aren't going to have a big difference, but your grades on some, on others are going to make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I was in college, I found this class, uh, it was called a mechatronics class. Mm -hmm. Mechatronics is what happens when you say the word mechanics and electronics at the same time. Mm -hmm. Smoosh them together, you get mechatronics. It was an amazing class. I had a mm -hmm. phenomenal time. And I thought to myself, if I could find a career where I get paid to do this, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you bet. The stuff I learned and the, the, the grades I got in that class made a big difference in my ability to, to get that next job. Mm. Uh, so in that case, yeah, those... Academic work totally mattered. 
Mm. And what was funny actually is that was such a hard class that was sort of well-renowned. Mm. And as a result of doing well in that class, my grades and other classes suffered. Mm. But in hindsight, I think that was the right call. You know, putting that, putting that time and effort into both an area that I loved, but also an area that directly translated into a future career. That was, that was right, right move to, to invest that time in that class. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Aaron, this next question, I'm just going to have to break down just a little bit, just because this word gets tossed around a little willy nilly. And that is, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion? That's a big question. I tell you what, I'm actually going to, I'm going to answer more than you're just asking for it. One of the reasons I'm I'm a big fan of this podcast mm. is that when I was young and just coming up through school, I kind of had a similar crisis of what is a career and how does this work? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the the platform or network that you do, but I interviewed a few a few friends of my parents and a few mm-hmm. friends of teachers, mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out what a career is, mm. and and they taught me to the result of those interviews taught me to look for three things to really feel satisfied with your job. Mm. And sure enough, that first one, that number one thing for really liking your job mm. w- was impact. Mm. So I'm going to tell you about impact. I'm going to tell you about the other two things that I learned too. So first off, we got impact. And yeah, <laughs> I think this is one of those things where it's really easy to say the Zook's mission is a huge impact and very motivating, both for myself and everybody else at the company, honestly. So personally mm. for me, I've been looking for ways to bring robots into the mainstream. I really like the working on robotics and I've been looking for ways that like, how can we bring this to people and bring it into people's lives? And as I've been growing, I realized I've also set a goal of making these robots save lives in some way, whether it's directly helping to protect people in some way Mm -hmm. or saving lives in another way. And I think that's what resonates most with me about the Zook's mission is that we're out to save lives, Mm. right? I think, I forget what the number was, but it was something like 38,600 something deaths on US roadways last year. Mm. And holy cow, that is a huge, huge number. Mm-hmm. And I am so motivated to, to change how transportation works mm. and push that number to zero. Mm. So that's the impact that I'm looking for. But here are those other two things that I promised. The first one is challenge. Like, are you using your skills? Are you engaged by your day-to-day job or is it mm. just boring rote work? Do you feel like you're growing? Mm. And so do I feel like I'm being challenged? Yeah, for sure. Mm. <laughs> Zooks, Zooks has been super challenging. At times it feels like a little more than I can handle, mm. uh, but it's a really collaborative team and we give each other some slack because we're all doing our best here. Mm. Uh, and so I've gotten a lot of chances to both develop new skills as well as leverage and execute on some of the strengths that I already had come to Zooks. So mm. I'm checking that box for, for challenge as well. Mm. And then the last one to watch out for uh, that, like number three of three is looking at the people and whether or not, you know, it could be peers, it could be customers. It's just the people you interact with on a regular basis. Mm. Do they, do you like them? Do they inspire you? Do they energize you or do they drag you down? Mm. And if, if they're pulling you down, then it's not a good fit. Mm-hmm. And I think this is another one where like Zooks is, is really easy to check this box. Mm-hmm. So not only is, is the whole company and the whole organization pretty united and passionate about this mission, I think in particular, the team that I get to work with, the firmware team, mm-hmm. I mean, they're so good. They're so impressive. Honestly, I'm motivated every day to show up 
and help them in the best way that I can. Mm. So, so yeah, I think I, I totally over answered your question there, but oh um, man, but I could not have asked Aaron, I could not have asked for a better answer to that question. I think that might've been the best answer that we have gotten to that question. I mean, hit it right. The nail right on the head. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Aaron, unfortunately, we have come down to that last question. And that is if there was one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now, who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? All right. Well, I, there's an easy answer, which is if you want to work at Zooks, you just apply online. <laughs> I mean, we are, we are hiring, we are growing, and it's, it's not just engineering that we're looking at. We're looking at all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and seriously, and it just doesn't have to be engineering. It could be logistics or vehicle repair, product management, you name it. Like the whole company is growing really fast. And so if you want to work at Zooks, there are opportunities. You just apply online for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if, you're not, if you're worried about the fit, just contact the recruiters and they'll help you find what the right position is for you. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's not the general advice. So <laughs> if you want to work in Zook specifically, boom, apply online. If you're talking about general advice, I think mm. for, for engineers in particular, mm-hmm. one thing I would look for is to make sure you get some opportunity to do hands-on experience beyond the classroom. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a lot more to engineering than just problem sets. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a 10 to 15 week class, you can't really take on a really hard, large project. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage people to find ways, whether it's through a club or some other activity to try a hard engineering project. I, First Robotics is a great example. I was pretty jealous of some of these, uh, these high school students who get to participate in First Robotics. My high school didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And it is a really good example of ways that you get to start from here's an idea, you work really hard, you run into problems, you discover solutions along the way. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the, the project, you're like, oh, here's the thing that's working. Mm-hmm. That's a result of all of this work. You learn so much along the way of how to make a real project, how to make that, that life cycle from here's an idea and then there's a stumbling block, here's a stumbling block, here's the next problem. And so doing a, a hands-on project where you're forced to sort of run into those head-on and deal with them. Mm-hmm. are great learning opportunities. And I think that's what really sets you up to be successful in an engineering career is if you can come in with some of that, that get to it attitude and get through those problems, mm-hmm. that's going to be a big asset for you. Mm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Aaron, again, you have been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. And but Aaron, there's just one more thing that I need from you. Just one more thing that I need before you go. I don't care if it's a website. I don't care if it's a social media link. I don't even care if it's a book. Just something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours. Please promote and shout it out now. I know we already have zooks.com down in the description below. But if there is anything else, please shout it out now. So I think, so the website's got a ton of stuff. There are a couple things in particular that I'm going to recommend folks look mm-hmm. at. Three things in particular. The mm-hmm. first one is to check out that reveal video from December. Mm-hmm. We've got our robots driving around the streets of San Francisco mm-hmm. and it's amazing. I still watch that and I can't believe it's not CG special effects, mm-hmm. but that's for real. Like those robots are actually driving in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
just watching it, I'm so impressed. I'm like, wow, we did that? Holy mm. cow. And so that's the first thing to check out because I think that's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. If you like robots or technology or anything, mm -hmm. that's a really cool video. Mm -hmm. If you want to dive in a little more, we've recently put out what we call Safety Report 2.0. It sort of peels the curtain back a little bit and tells you what we're putting into this new thing that we're building from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty cool. There's, it's a pretty convincing argument for why you want to build a brand new thing and not mm -hmm. just dump some sensors on a car. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last thing that I recommend you check out is we had a video about how testing works at Zooks and some of the cool test platforms and test robots that we've built. And mm. that was a fun one for sure. Mm, mm, mm. And please, 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 again, Zooks.com has everything you need. Hit that link down in the description below. And folks, again, we must thank Aaron one more time for coming on the show and sharing because, again, he has been given Excellent, excellent, excellent advice all interview long about folks. As you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Aaron helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap.